and welcome to Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 58. In this minute, we learn about the disadvantages of not having immediate access to Google Maps, and Nathaniel subtly asks for a race. Get ready to set sail on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 58. Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 58. 58. Oh, my. So we uh, join, once again, Cappy, Skunk, and Nathaniel on the beach in conversation. Mm. And uh, last minute, they were starting to uh, pique Nathaniel's interest with the idea of some plan that might help him win over Trina. Yes. Skunk had mentioned that he had recalled something that would help young Nathaniel out. And Cappy, Cappy knew what Mr. Skunk was thinking. And Cappy says, well, they say there's a woman on this very island who's helped many a green young cabin boy come of age and blossom into manhood. I adore the way he says blossom into manhood. He really, he really puts the emphasis on that word, and I hadn't noticed it before, and, and it, it really brought new life to this minute that I, I hadn't ever thought of before. It was wonderful. I agree. Skunk jumps in and gives us the old, in other words, you clean your pipe six ways to Sunday. You know what I mean? No. No, I don't. <laughs> the idiom six ways from Sunday means in every way possible having done something completely, having addressed every alternative, has origins in the middle 18th century as the phrases both ways from Sunday and two ways from Sunday. If you do need to clean your pipe, a uh, mixture of alcohol, rubbing alcohol or isopropyl alcohol, water and salt, you mix that all together, you put your pipe in there and you shake it up and that'll remove all the residue and the tar that's left over as you've been smoking it. Then you take your pipe out, rinse it off, dry it off, and you'll be good to go. You'll have a nice, clean pipe to enjoy for the future. You know, that process does remind me of, there was a gentleman by the name of John Epperson that left a stick in some flavored soft drink out on his porch overnight, and it got so cold that it froze. <laughs> that sounds amazing. What did he do with that? Well, it's it's it was a precursor for what's known as our modern day popsicle. Oh. Wow. I hate it. <laughs> I'm never eating another popsicle. <laughs> I don't care. I've immediately forgotten this information every time it got brought up. <laughs> so Nathaniel does not know what he means by uh, six ways to Sunday. And he's confused by this whole both bits of information he's received so far. He does not understand, yet he is still willing to go along with it. Yeah, I like his attitude. It's trusting of his crewmates. So then Skunk jumps in. Well, the downside is she isn't really easy to get to. She lives in a cave up on a cliff. 
So there are more than 30 million people in China that live in underground caves. Uh, they're known as the Yaodongs. Okay. People also live in caves in Missouri, Matera, Italy, and Spain. A cave dweller is known as a troglodyte. Mm. That is the name for a human being who inhabits a cave. Would a would a hobbit be considered a troglodyte? Well, it's this ground. It's not necessarily a cave. Well, it's like they're making a cave in a hill. They're digging out a hill. Is that a cave? Is it? Is it? Before you, I mean, you're going down an unnecessary road because a hobbit, a troglodyte, <laughs> is specifically a human, a human that lives in a cave, and a hobbit mm. is not human. A hobbit is a hobbit. Fair. Mm. So Nathaniel uh, responds that he does not care. He says, I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes to win over Trina. How do I get to this woman? Come on, give me precise directions, will ya? I love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's such a great line. Okay, so Skunk replies, basically you just saunter your ass into the jungle and you run into her eventually. Awful, awful directions. What the fuck? <laughs> so Nathaniel replies, all right, fine. That's what I'm going to do then. Thank you, fellow crewmates. I'm off. And when I return, I shall be a cabin man. Mm. He, he belts out a little song as he's walking away there. Yes. I get a DDD bop, ba ba, bop, bop. I, I wrote down at least bop, ba da ba, bop, bop, ba da so uh, Nathaniel walks off. Skunk and Cappy kind of watch him go. And Skunk turns back to Cappy. He goes, sweet Zeus, he's off to meet Callie. Mm-hmm. And uh, Cappy replies with my favorite line from this minute. And they never, ever saw him again. The <laughs> end. Gets in like a little woo after that. Yep. He's lighting his pipe and they're both laughing. I, I, I love that ending bit. This is wonderful. <laughs> so that line, uh, sweet Zeus, I mean, Zeus is the sky and thunder god in ancient Greek religion who rules as king of the gods of Mount Olympus. Mm. Similar but not identical to Jupiter, Thor, Indra, etc. Do you follow any of these Greek god shit? Do you, are you interested in it? Yeah, I mean, I was more interested in it as a younger man. Just because, you know, I enjoy the kind of fantasy element of it. Yeah, I, I, I need a hook with it somehow. It's it's just seems confusing and I, I don't know, I just can't get into it. The Greek gods that we kind of, we learn about, I mean, that's what they believe they all actually exist, mm -hmm. right? Like you hear thunder, that's Zeus doing his thing. You know, the waves are crashing, you know, that's Poseidon, you know, angry at sea. Um, you know, the moon is, uh, you know, is typified by Artemis, Apollo's the sun god, right? All the different gods of the Greek pantheon were means for them to explain natural phenomena that they didn't have scientific explanations for. Instead, those things were, you know, controlled by the gods. Hmm. I see. We do get the name Kali as well in this little speech from Cappy. So Kali is the plural of callus, like you get a callus on your hand or your foot thickening of or a hardened area on skin or bark 
a mass of tissue forming around a broken bone, soft tissue over a wound, or cut plant surface, known as a callus, and the plural is cali. But it also, if you look up the name, you know, it has the meaning of beautiful. So I think that that is the connotation uh, that we are using here with Kali. So as in the root word for something like calligraphy, beautiful writing. Mm. So Kali can mean lovely one, beautiful flower, warmth, or cup. So our minute ends with a shot of the mountain. So we have a Cappian skunk having a good laugh as Nathaniel walks away singing his little song. And then we see a shot of the mountain, the peak. There's a shining light, which we presume to be the cave of Cali up at the top. And the camera is slowly panning down just as our minute ends. It looks like there's almost a face on the yes. right side of the mountain, yep. which I hadn't little, noticed prior. A little frowny face on the right. Yeah, which I thought yep. was kind of cute. All right. There is a lot in the screenplay, and it is just great. Mm. All right. So in the screenplay, I mean, we'll talk afterwards, but like we just we have to find a way to do something with this scene because it's just too good to just sit in our hands and do nothing with. So here it is. Okay. Skunk. The downside is she's not really easy to get to. And a long journey through this island can be a bit strange and dangerous. Nathaniel. I don't care. I'll do whatever it takes to win Trina over. Skunk. Okay, sounds like your mind's made up, but you better take along some protection in case you run into trouble. Skunk reaches down into his satchel and pulls out a pool cue. He screws it together. Skunk, here, take this. I won it at a church bingo game. It's got a special feature. Skunk pulls the thick end of the cue and a large knife slides out. Nathaniel, wow. Skunk. Comes in handy when guys don't pay up on their bets, or you gotta walk around a mysterious island. Nathaniel, plus, it'll be nice to have in case I stop at any sports bars along the way. Excellent. Skunk hands Nathaniel the pool cue. Nathaniel, now how do I find this woman? Graybar, no big deal. Her cave's right up there. He points. The camera tilts up over the thick, lush jungle to an impossibly high cliff in the distance. Skunk, you better get moving. Good luck. Nathaniel, goodbye, dear crewmates. The next time you see me, I'll be a cabin man. He hugs Graybar and Skunk and walks off. Graybar, good lord. He's off to meet Callie. Skunk, if I wasn't so goddamn happy to get rid of him, I might feel a pang of guilt. They laugh and resume collecting driftwood. Okay, now this is the money shot here. Oh boy. Exterior jungle. Nathaniel walks through the jungle. He stops and sits down on a tree stump. He opens his satchel and removes a plate covered with saran wrap. We see that it's one of the fish dick face meals. He removes the saran wrap and starts eating. After a few moments, he hears some rustling in the bushes. He freezes. A lion emerges from the woods. As it turns toward Nathaniel, we see that the lion also has the head of a lizard. It walks up to Nathaniel. The lion head roars and the lizard head hisses. Nathaniel just smiles and pats its head as if it were a poodle. <laughs> Nathaniel, well, hello, and aren't you interesting? You're cute and bizarre all rolled up into one, aren't you? The lion lizard cocks its heads, 
totally thrown by Nathaniel's lack of fear. Nathaniel, for a moment, I thought I was about to see something frightening come out of the woods. Are you hungry? Would the two of you like a fish stick? Nathaniel gives each head a fish stick. The creature eats happily. A slight breeze blows through the woods. A leaf from a nearby tree flutters down and lands on Nathaniel's shoulder. He screams in terror. (laughs) Nathaniel, oh my God, the tree is coming to life. Skunk was right. There are strange things on this island. Run, lizard lion. I mean, lion lizard. There's no telling what an evil moving tree might do. Nathaniel's panic frightens the lion lizard creature and it runs off into the woods. Nathaniel removes the knife from the pool cue and starts hacking away spastically at the huge giant redwood sized tree, which is just a tree, not a creature. <laughs> Still going here. Was, that, was that in, in the screenplay? Yeah. <laughs> Exterior jungle a while later, Nathaniel is still hacking away at the tree. He's waist deep in bark when the tree finally gives way and collapses in the woods with a deafening thud. Nathaniel is out of breath. He kisses the knife and slides it back into the pool cue. Nathaniel, boy, this is a handy gadget. And then montage, various shots of Nathaniel traveling through the jungle. We see his feet walking through streams, mud, etc., Exterior, a small clearing on the other end of the jungle. Nathaniel emerges from the woods. Unknown to him, he has several large snapping turtles hanging on the back of his pants. He goes to brush himself off and notices them. Nathaniel, oh, lime ticks. I must have picked them up in the dense brush. He pulls them off one by one, each time a piece of his pants tear off. Nathaniel, okay, off you go, you two. Ow, got a little skin there, didn't you? Come on, let go. Finally, all the turtles are off him. Nathaniel sighs. Nathaniel, now where is this blasted cliff? Widen out to reveal Nathaniel standing directly in front of the massive cliff. Whew, that was a ride. What jumped out at me, it makes sense. I guess I just didn't get the joke. Like he's... We were talking about this with the Iceman. Like, why is he not afraid of the Iceman? Like, that's the joke, that he's like, he just doesn't get the stuff that he's supposed to be afraid of, but he is afraid of his the rabbit and shit like that. It's clearly laid out in this scene. <laughs> the tree, which is a normal tree and not a creature. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, when you have to explain the joke in your screenplay, <laughs> something's caught awry. <laughs> I mean, I love the pool cue. I love the whole lion lizard thing. I, 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 I mean, look, I get why they cut it. They probably wanted to move on at this point. It was a lot of more special effects, et cetera, et cetera. It isn't important to the plot in any way, shape, or form. But I would like to hear the conversations that happened to get that out. I would like to hear anything if any of that would they do mention in the commentary in the next minute about the lion uh scene they don't go into it but they just say they quickly say something in the next minute though yeah uh so (laughs) one thing that i'm thinking we could attempt to storyboard it so Mm -hmm. we can each try to take like a part of that scene and do like a storyboard of it not that any of us can draw but Mm -hmm. through whatever means we have 
<laughs> like here's what this scene looks like. Like here's the montage. Here's the snapping turtles. It's it's just it's too good to just leave on those pages there. Like somebody needs to do something. Yeah. yeah. If nothing else, I mean the sports bar line. <laughs> it's one of those where it's like it takes a beat. You're like, what? Yeah. Call to action, man. Yeah, definitely. Who wins the scene? I struggle with this one. I just I wrote down each of their names, hoping that I could circle one of them at the end. You know, after watching it several times over, and didn't. I just have a three-way tie between Nathaniel Skunk and Cappy, and I'm disappointed in myself for not being able to pick one over the other. We are disappointed in you as well. Thank so. you. Thank you. Yes. I need that. I need to hear that. <laughs> I support your disappointment. <laughs> Indecisiveness. Yeah. I did not have trouble with this. Uh, my answer was Cappy. Mm. Again, I do love the blossom into manhood bit. Just his overall like look with his pipe, his acting, taking the hat off, and just his presence, as well as the last line where he's like, and they never, ever saw him again. The end! <laughs> he hits that very well. Yes, he does. Cappy was a strong second very strong second, but I gave it to Nathaniel. I just liked his look of incomprehension throughout the scene, his brief attempt at being heroic, and then the, you know, just everything he delivered. And when I returned, I shall be a cabin man. It was just all wonderful and had me kind of giggling throughout. So I, I gave it to Nathaniel. Fair. There you go, Scott. Those were two avenues you could have taken. But you they failed. are, and I, I disagree with both of them. <laughs> okay, you're, you're fine being wrong comfortable with it calls to action i wrote down a map of hell's bucket i feel like somebody needs to create a detailed map of hell's bucket so scott you're a, you're an expert on china um you know how they have been making <laughs> making their own islands out in the uh southwest pacific there Make we should, well no they take these like little coral atolls and they just start bringing in like sand and rocks and stuff like that and they actually build out the islands and then use them to like they build like um you know mostly military bases and shit like that. Um, they'll also do stuff like this in um I think the Middle East where they'll take some of these coastal cities and they'll they'll expand the city by building out into the Gulf or the sea. We should just make our own Hell's Bucket Island. Mm. We could perhaps even take Clipperton Island and just start filling it in and actually create the actual mountain there for Hell's Bucket and kind of would bring in some uh, bring in some plants and start growing a tropical rainforest. Mm-hmm. terraforming yeah i'm in <laughs> <laughs> what's the islands complete it could be the launching point for our around our swim around the world charity yeah along with many uses i'm sure <laughs> we could use the garbage we collect during the swim around the world to help build the island use it as like landfill nice It'd be like staten island oh and we definitely need to do the lion lizard scene mm-hmm. well, yes of course yeah, that has to happen. That, that goes without saying. Well, and here's another usage of the island mm-hmm. that once we create it, another call to action is that we, as you know, being uh, fathers in this new crazy world, uh, these blurred lines and just it's hard to navigate even with our wealth of experience in our own lives and uh, a lot of the, these generational kind of understandings have been lost throughout the years or can't be applied these days. So I thought it might be nice 
to use our Hell's Bucket Island to formulate some sort of modern day like vision quest. Mm. Now this is it's like a non-sexual way of blossoming into manhood where perhaps you bring your children out there to undergo uh, challenges to blossom into, I guess, womanhood as well, a man or womanhood. Uh, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll open it up to, or, or any genders, uh, if you will. Uh, adulthood. Yes, to move mm-hmm. into adulthood. And this it's like a training complex. That goes along very nicely with my cabin boy camp. Oh. <laughs> it's a summer camp. Take teenage kids. <laughs> They go on a sailing ship, you know, they spend a few weeks fishing and serving on the ship. And then at some point they go to, I had an island, because at this point the actual Hell's Bucket didn't exist. But now with our plan to actually recreate the island of Hell's Bucket, we take them to the island of Hell's Bucket, use exactly the complex that you were talking about. They have their sort of like final vision quest, rite of passage, dilio thing, emerge as adults of some sort or another, or at least having gone through this experience, and then they get to go on home. I mean, these are all great, but perhaps we could simplify it by just making like an at-home version akin to the board game. But it's like, uh, you know, maybe like cards, like one of those games where you pull the cards out. and hmm. uh, it's, it's all challenges for a parent to work through with their, with their child that you could do at home. A precursor while we work on go- collecting garbage, and et cetera. That's, that's a very good idea. We can flesh out the ideas for yeah. what, the, what, what the experience will really be like for the kids. So it's finely tuned when we actually launch the camp. Yeah, we'll provide the cards free of charge as like a test group, a focus group, to try mm-hmm. these things out at home. Good. Um, I really do want to make sure that we have, you know, the fishing vessels as part of the experience. So I was figuring they could actually be commercial fishing vessels and we could also make some money on the side, mm. catching and selling fish, getting we drunk. Could, and then I suggest we also uh, set up a call center in the underbelly of the ship to like do those scam calls. Seems to, seems to make a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money like that, too. <laughs> That's what Skunk had to do. Right. <laughs> That's why no one balked at it, because they realized they need the money. Yeah. They fish. <laughs> Runs downstairs. You know your uh, warranty's running out. <laughs> Any video game or theatrical production ideas? Yeah, for, for video game, I, I have more question. Uh, it's really maybe a statement with a question mark. Uh, pipe controller? <laughs> How could we use a pipe as a gaming device? <laughs> maybe like, blow in. Oh, oh. Yeah. Oh, please. Thank, you're, thank you're, you. Thank you. <laughs> you've got the pipe, and you're, you're blowing on the pipe. There's a little Nathaniel, and you're trying to blow him up into Kelly's cave. Ooh. <laughs> so it's like yes. a little, little thing. You have a little cup, and you're trying to blow Nathaniel up into Kelly's cave, and it's like, you know, one of those where it's like arms and legs are sticking out, and he's kind of flying around. It's like maybe a little satchel hanging behind him. Maybe the cave opening is just a little too small for him to fit in if he's just – if he goes flat in, so you got to kind of angle him a little bit. There's, uh, there's cupcakes that fly around too and try to, like, knock him out of the way. Mm-hmm. And now when you're framing it like that – you know, 
nowadays they sell these games to these kids. You guys probably have a bunch of them in your houses, I'm sure. Mm -hmm. It's one device, that pie face game, you know, where you turn the crank. They figured out this one device, right, that has is like a randomizer. And they mm -hmm. make all these fucking games and make a killing at it. So can we do one of those type of things, you know, for this pipe game? That sounds like a novel idea. Like that's what the kids do. You blow, you blow the little guy into a, into a cave, right? Sure. And maybe, and maybe there's a randomizer when it goes through a, a hoop. Like the, the ice man will like knock him every once in a while. Yeah. Ice man comes up. The cupcake comes up. You see the, the, the lizard lion shows up occasionally. What is that? <laughs> it's in the screenplay. <laughs> it's, don't worry, don't worry. It's part. It's part of the Captain Boy lore. We know you're. Uh, <laughs> you, we know you're a stickler. What is this? Yeah, per minute. I got six this week. Mm. Number one, blossom into manhood. Number two, in other words, she'll clean your pipe six ways to Sunday. Number three, you know what I mean? No, but go on. Number four. Come on, give me pre precise directions, will you? Number five, and when I return, I shall be a cabin man. Number six, sweet Zeus. He's off to meet Callie, and they never, ever saw him again. The end. All right, I have seven. Uh, number one, blossom into manhood. Number two, uh, clean pipes. Number three, know what I mean, no go on. Number four, saunter your ass into the jungle. Number five, cabin man. Number six, never ever saw him again, the end. Now my number seven, which I hesitated doing because I feel like once again, due to the faulty methodology of GPM calculations, I'm going to be penalized for adding this, but I will add it. So my number seven is just the nude lady pipe. I feel like that needs to be acknowledged at some point as a gag. It's fair. That is fair. Added GPM this week of seven. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> glad I added that extra one. <laughs> <laughs> first gag is just uh, nathaniel nathaniel's incomprehension his reactions to the uh, descriptions from skunk and cappy uh number two six ways to sunday number three i'll do anything it takes to win trina i just thought that was ridiculous and required a gag uh number four precise directions number five the saunter line number six i will return to cabin man and then number seven they never ever saw him again the end Fairly certain Brian didn't listen to a word you said. He was just having a mental orgasm that he was going to be a part of the winning gags per minute prize. That is okay. I don't give a shit if he listens or not. <laughs> Every word. In fact, the implication from the loser of this game. <laughs> is, is, uh, not only did you lose, but now you're being insulting. <laughs> Brian. Came in with a GPM of seven. Scott came in with a GPM of six. I had a GPM of seven. That gives us an average gags per minute for this minute of 6.66667. Brian, you and I share gags per minute this week. This one, uh, we might have to collaborate on it. This is more of a, a singular prize. We will have to decide what sort of custom Meerschaum pipe we would like made for us. 
from MearshamStore.com. Mm. They have been in operation since 1968, carved Mearsham pipes from the finest Turkish Mearsham, and they are made to specification and fitted to the pipe stems of your choice. So what would you like your Mearsham pipe to look like? Both of you, like a lion lizard. <laughs> Two-headed, Scott lion lizard. Uh, short circuit there. Cubs braid drawing it out. I'm like, the heads are coming out, like the two sides of the pipe coming out like this. Yeah, the feet is what holds the pipe up, and then the tails come together, and that's what you're smoking out of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. Uh, in all seriousness, I would like Scott to get a pipe as well. I, I know he didn't come up with, I know he didn't come up with seven, but I think we should all have these pipes. You know what? I agree. I, I think in light of, of your service to the podcast, Scott, no, um, all the knowledge and uh, accountancy that you've brought here and uh, <laughs> taking all that into account, we all are winners this week. But it is a good question. What should it be? Uh, you know. I, I honestly, I would probably just like the nude lady Mearsham pipe as close to Cappy's pipe as possible. That's mm-hmm. that's what I would like. I was thinking, uh, getting a filthy whore pipe, mm-hmm. little boat design. They do make those. They, there's so many cool ones when you start looking. Yeah, beautiful. Many options. Many options. We'll start working on it. Mm-hmm. Congratulations to you both. Funny, not funny. I went funny this week. Hmm. I also went with funny. Wasn't hilarious, but there were enough beats sprinkled throughout, and especially with kind of some of the little subtle stuff from Nathaniel and the little song, and there was enough kind of to, to keep me going. It didn't have any lulls, which is I think where I, I trip, I trip over when I'm evaluating a minute. So it was enough to kind of keep me going throughout the minute and give it a funny. I mean, I'm glad that funny not funny is not gamified in some way because. I have no clue at this point what you guys are going to find funny or not. Like, I feel like we're all over the map uh, week after week. It's it's just kind of surprising. And, and I don't see the through line. I don't really understand what you're finding funny and what I'm not finding funny. So it's just interesting. I, nobody's at fault here. It's just interesting. Uh, I said not funny. Just not enough here. I want to say yes, but I can't do it. Can't do it. It's just a storytelling scene. Now, if you include the screenplay stuff, it's uh, definitely funny. But that would, that that adds an extra two minutes that we'd have to yeah probably deal with there. Yep. I was thinking earlier today, prior to recording, that I I you are lost in terms of my reaction to funny not funny. I am also lost in terms of what I am finding funny or not funny. And I don't know if it's just the mood that I'm in when I'm watching the minute. I also am struggling to kind of understand where I'm making my determinations. If it's like, you know, I have some like thing in my head of like, nah, I don't want to call that funny. I'll wait until next week. So I think it is yeah, also. I, it feels it feels to me like you're trying to balance them out somehow. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, if you said funny last week, then maybe not funny this week. I don't know. I, not that I'm not doing that either. I, I don't I just don't know. I, I mean, I feel like I'm trying to give a fair shake at it. But uh, yeah. That's what I'm attempting to do, but I I, uh, I don't know how well that is going. I feel like I'm pretty liberal with my funnies, and we'll we'll give it the benefit of the doubt, typically. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree on that. Mm. All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on Cabin Boy Minute, Minute 58. 
We will see you next week for Cabin Boy Minute 59. Adios. Bye-bye. Again, for joining us on Cabin Boy Minute. Please help spread the word, tell your friends about us, and rate and subscribe on your podcast medium of choice. Check out our episode notes where you can find calls to action, details on how to support the pod, or leave us a message. Or find us on Twitter at, at Cabin Boy Minute. We look forward to joining you again next week. Bon voyage!